1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio Speed City.
3: Hey, Speed City Race fans, here we are. Once again, it's Sunday night, and it's time for another Speed City show. I'm Jonathan Green, and alongside me, Les Kaiser. Well, you know, virtually. He's down there somewhere. Over there. He's here. Now, you may be asking, where is the master of all ceremonies? Where is John Massingale? Well, he's out stealing Corvettes because he thinks this will be a quiet time where he can get one. No, that's not entirely true. In fact, he is in the banking world and he is saving our butts because he is getting them loans out to everybody. So we miss him, but Les, he's doing he's doing greater work.
4: Yeah, he is, he's uh, been busy. We spoke a little bit earlier. He is absolutely swamped, but uh, left, us, uh, left us to our own vices here. This is always fun because it kind of goes astray. Well, on tonight's show, we've got a really good packed show. In fact,
3: uh, me and Les are here. Um, we've got our Ducati Austin shirts on. We'll be talking about them in a bit. Uh, and we've also got two drivers on and we've got a really good cause, which one of our good friends of Speed City, Tony Colleron, will be talking to us in about half an hour about, I'll let him describe what it is. Uh, but it's a really good cause for helping people in motorsport who are out of work right now. But let's get straight to it because on the line, we have a racing driver who is on the road to Indy his name is Hunter McElray, and he has been in US 2000 for the last couple of years. He's a former Formula 4 champion from Australia, but is a Kiwi, homegrown. And I have spent some time with him while I was down in um, New Zealand uh, doing TRS. He comes from a racing family.
5: Hunter, welcome to Speed City. Uh, and how are you faring? Uh, and where are you? Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, so... Right now, I'm actually in Wisconsin, so just outside of Milwaukee uh, with the team. So, um, yeah, kind of just self-quarantining in a way, just staying safe. Um, Yeah, I mean, funny times, right? No one really has experienced anything like this. And, uh, yeah, just uh, basically counting down the days so I can get back in the car. I was saying, you know, tell everyone because I was
3: saying to you that – of all the racing drivers I know, you were so poised and ready for this season because everything was on that kind of trajectory for you. Uh, tell us what you're doing and how you were coming into this season before it all stopped.
5: Yeah, I mean, so basically, um, last year was my first year in the United States. I won the Australian Formula Ford Championship in 2018, uh, which gave me the to Indy Shootout ticket. Um, I won the shootout, got the scholarship to race USF 2000 last year. Yeah. Um, had a great season, uh, fought the championship the whole way. Unfortunately, lost the championship in the last race of, of the year. So I got second in the USF 2000 championship last year and then managed to put a deal together to race Indy Pro 2000, so the middle step of the road to Indy this year. Um, testing went well. You know, we The first test that we did in the car, the official preseason test at Indy, we were P1. Uh, P3 at the Homestead Miami test before St. Pete, and then obviously uh, St. Pete getting cancelled. So... It's kind of funny, you know, you do all this preparation and you get ready and you put all the hard work in to be ready to go at the start of the the year, obviously, like every other year. And then it's unfortunate uh, with what's happened. It's kind of a funny feeling because, like I said, you're so ready to go. And then it's almost like the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. So, um, you know, there's nothing to complain about because it's the same for everyone. Um, It's an unfortunate situation, but I think what they're doing is the right thing. Um, They're obviously prioritizing our safety. So, you know, luckily for me, we've actually got a revised calendar out which says we're racing back uh, at Road America in June. So, obviously, a few more months of waiting, but um, I've got a few things that's going to keep me busy, I think.
4: Go ahead, Liz. You know, Hunter, uh, on that, what is keeping you busy? I mean, there's only so much you can do with these sports, but uh, what's keeping you in
5: tune here? Well, right. Esports obviously is taking off so much right now. Um, what sucks to me is I don't have a sim set up yet. So I've uh, ordered oh. a bunch of stuff and I've got I've got half of the stuff here. I'm literally looking at like my monitor and my race seat, my wheel, but I don't have any pedals or or a sim rig yet, um, which are on the way. So I'm looking forward to that getting here so I can start getting involved, obviously, in all the, the E-Series races going on, on right now. It's uh, really cool to see, you know, how much everyone's kind of came together and you know i to be honest i wouldn't have expected it to be as big as it is you know obviously people are watching it there's so many people competing in it um and there's some great things at stake you know obviously there's a lot of money and prize money in some of these races too so um fans loving that i mean i can't wait to stop watching it and actually compete in it when my stuff gets here but you know obviously self-quarantine so you can't go to the gym you can't do the usual stuff of you know even just The stuff that you take for granted, like going out for dinner or going to the shops or going anywhere, you know, you can't do it now. So uh, it's kind of like, you gotta readjust. I've got a little bit of a home gym set up, some weights here and um, my kind of resistance bands with my neck training and things like that. But I've been on some runs and just trying to keep my mind clear and not, I would say, drop fitness at all. I mean, keep training like I usually am and just keep ready. So. It's it's definitely tough. It's the same for everyone, like I said. But uh, I think this gives everyone an opportunity um, to prepare even more. And I think the level that I had to be ready at St. Pete to be uh, able to fight for the win, I think it's going to be even more so coming into Road America for the first round of the revised schedule.
3: Now, you're in Pro 2000 this year. And in fact, everybody who is on the Road to India, and that's AF2000 Pro, um pro 2000 indie lights are all taking part in their own e-series so uh i guess when you get ready you'll be joining because they had a race this weekend and uh is it dennis the the he's won both races so far so what will your rig be that's my new question to every driver what is what
5: is your setup so i've got a Fanatec wheel i mean Like, yeah, firstly, to answer your question, I mean, the E-Series that Road to Indies put on is awesome. It combines all three steps of the ladder. And I think they had almost over a field of 40. Um, So really, really cool to see that. And to be honest, it's the worst thing sitting there and watching it because you want to be a part of it so bad. But um, like I said, I'll have a sit-up soon and kind of just got the standard gaming PC coming, which is uh, obviously has to be quite a high-end computer to run iRacing at the quality you need it to be uh, i've got a fanatech mm-hmm. club sport wheel um a sim lab gd1 cockpit so kind of the, one of the top cockpits going around obviously that doesn't make you drive faster but it's nice to have a real solid structure and really good quality product with that and then i just ordered a huesenveld i think it's pronounced pedals so um they're a hydraulic hydraulic brake pedal um basically My method to my madness there is that if you're going to have a simulator uh, with the forces that you put through in an open wheel car with a lot of aero and slicks, you've got to really have a good feel with the brake pedal and the sim, right? So that's my method there. Um, Not the cheapest pedal, but really looking forward to getting them. I mean, um, really looking forward to just putting it all together and then kind of throwing myself in the deep head and jumping into this championship with, I think, two rounds or Two or three rounds to go, I think. Definitely the last half of the championship, I'll be in. So, might be a little bit rusty, yeah. uh, but we'll see what we can do. You know, I,
4: we asked uh, we had Connor Daly on last week and and asked him this question. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're somebody that games regularly on this, which is interesting because I've seen quite a few of the drivers that are really doing well that that weren't gamers. Uh, that got in with three or four days before the race, and they wind up competing really well. It sounds like their on-track experience is actually helping them out, at least going to tracks they know. But uh, what else do you think you're going to bring to it with such a, you know, I'll say, a novice entry into the eSports?
5: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously I haven't been, I have had a sim set up um, last year when I was I didn't have a sim set up to use that was at my access for everyday use, like pretty much everyone had, but um, I did a little bit of sim. I have a, I had a sim set up, a nice little kind of simple setup um, back in Gold Coast, Australia. Um, done a little bit here and there. So I, I think I'll be, I'll be able to rely on my past experience. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think I'll be on the back foot compared to a lot of basically everyone else. And, and everyone in the championship that's been obviously in it every day all day the last two or three weeks that we've been in this period right but um you know i think i think i'll be able to, to get up to speed reasonably quick I, th- I think the first round that i'm planning to do is road america if i'm correct so i know road america really well um obviously all the tracks that we're competing on on the simulator is tracks that we'll be competing on in real life so luckily i'll be competing in tracks that i already know which is nice because last year i didn't know any of these tracks um and yeah you know like i said it's probably not i'm probably not going to be the favorite but i think uh hopefully we can exceed it exceeds some expectations i'm in a nice position where there's no pressure on me right because no one's expecting anything but we'll see what we can do i mean i'm uh I'm, I would say that I uh, realist, have realistic expectations, but I'm quietly confident at the same time, too. So I guess we'll find out when I put my uh, virtual race gloves and boots on and <laughs> have a go.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but it it is amazing, though. I mean, you mentioned those pedals. And the reason why those are high-end is because if I'm writing, saying the pedals you're talking about actually give you the same feel that you would get off a real brake pedal because they're, they're actually not hydraulic, but they're uh, direct drive. So effectively you, you can, you know, you can kind of use them as you would a real
5: one. Right. So yeah, the whole, the whole deal of buying these high end products is, and and you'd be surprised. I mean, so many guys, they have these, like you're talking about, they have direct drive wheels. Um, so direct drive steering wheel, base mount. Which is around easily $2,000 for just the wheel base without the steering wheel. And then there's another $500 to $1,000 steering wheel with all the buttons and things like that. Um, and that's the, the point of that is to replicate the, the forces that you get in the car. So, um, you know, the G force and the, the high down force fast corners and the low speed. And uh, the Fanatec wheel that I have, obviously, it's not direct drive. Um, and I've had it actually for a while now. Um, but the the belt, it's belt driven, but it's, it's still a decent mid range wheel. I mean, at the time when I bought it, it was kind of before the direct drive stuff was really popular and it was one of the high end wheels. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say the setup that I have, it's, it's decent. It definitely is a mid range, really decent sim to have at home. Um, and yeah, yeah, like the pedals as well, it's one of these things where, it will never be exactly the same. I think I'm safe to say, and and I'm a person that I've, I believe in sim racing. I think there's benefits from it for sure, but it will never be the exact same, but from the technology that's coming out recently with, you know, compared to two or three years ago, even it's amazing how much it's improved and how realistic you can get your brake shapes and brake markers and just everything, you know, it's just getting so advanced these days. So I can't wait to get behind the wheel.
3: Yeah, well, obviously, esports will keep us occupied for now, but give us a a look into the real world. Um, You're moving up. Um, You've got a good team, but you are a rookie. Um, Who's the competition? I noticed the guy that won, and you were, like, what, five points between each other. Brayden Eves will be racing against you again. Um, Who else is your competition this year?
5: I mean, um, yeah, obviously, Brayden is... Braden's going to be tough to beat. I think the thing is about this championship, there's going to be so many guys who are going to be tough to beat because there's a lot of guys who are in their third year, um, even fourth year. So it's they're going to have the experience of the cars. Um, and they've obviously had a lot more experience in the road to Indy as well. But um, you know, guys before me have shown that you can do one step in each ladder. And I think last year I proved coming in as a rookie, I'd never driven the car any years prior i'd never driven any tracks in america um and we managed to be leading the championship into the last race and and fight for the championship the whole year long you know most polls most fast slaps and things like that but it's one of these things where it's just like you don't choose a certain guy i mean for me my mindset is that everyone's going to be tough to beat because that's the reality and for me i think what i kind of found what works for me personally is just making sure I'm maximizing myself because if I know I feel like you got to have the confidence Uh, it's a fine line because being overconfident and underconfident is two very dangerous things in, in their own right but having that happy medium of knowing how much or how difficult it is to win against the competition but believing in yourself that if you do maximize your own ability that you can do it so that's kind of my mindset Uh, I think it eliminates a lot of things that you can't control and yeah I mean it worked for me last year and it's worked for me kind of my whole career to this point so I'm going to keep doing that I I think it's uh, a safe option I think so we'll see how we go I mean it's really exciting it's uh obviously this delayed period I think it's making everyone even more excited and even more anxious to get behind the wheel so we'll see what happens
4: Hunter, I got a question well, for listening. you. Go what ahead, does, guys. Hunter? Is there anything you would say is detrimental about you going to esports uh, in your career? I mean, is, is there an issue? We heard about all the advantages of using esports to get behind the wheel of a real car, but is there any detrimental items that you have to be concerned with as a driver?
5: That's a good question. Um, honestly, I think that these days with the way that technology is advancing and the amount of people that are actually doing it, I think it's a disadvantage not to be right now, honestly, because um, there's there's two aspects, right? There's the aspect of, one, driving the sim and keeping your mind fresh and, and keeping your mind race fit and having those... You're not going to get the sensation of the feel of the car, right? Even with motion sims and things like that, you can't replicate it. You can't replicate that seat of your pants feel, but you can replicate brake markers and the muscle memory of turning in break the brake shapes that you do, the brake pressures you do. You know techniques like that. You can keep fresh. Um, also, you're racing guys that you're going to be racing on the weekend too. So it's that competition, that that the anxiousness that you get of going up against the competition. You get that still as well. Um, and then on the other side of that completely aside from anything to a performance, the fans are loving it, you know? And, and even something that I didn't expect was to have as much as an impact with and much as a kind of connection with the fans, even at Road to Indy level. Compared from Formula 4 to USF 2000, I was amazed with how many fans you get and how many people you engage with and your social media and just things like that. I, f- I feel like the fans, right, they're going to be, they, they want to see races. So as a driver, it's your job to not... Obviously, you're racing for yourself, right? And you're, you're racing for your career. But the fans, they also make that possible because they're the ones buying tickets to go to the race and putting these races on. So they want to be seeing races. So we got to give them races. So it's one of these things where it's like you just have to be doing it, you know, because if not, you kind of get left behind and you kind of one out, honestly. So that's kind of my... Outlook on it, to be honest, and yeah, I think, I think it's one of these things. There, it's a fine line because you have to take it seriously, but you can't take it too seriously as well. So, that's my import on it.
3: Hey, listen, Hunter, we're going to take a short break. Uh, you're listening to Hunter Macaray, who is one of the young Kiwi drivers on the way to on the road to Indy, and he's doing Pro Two Thousand this season. He hopes. Um, stay with us if you can, Hunter, because I want to talk to you about a couple of guys you might know of, uh, Scott McLaughlin and scott dixon we'll talk about that after this break join us in a moment
0: as a rider you know what you like the power the feel the ride when it comes to gear you know what keeps you safe Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. You can take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com.
4: At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals
2: or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple
4: ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas Ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at
2: 2340 West Breaker Lane, open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Call from mom. Answer it.
1: Talk thirteen seven, the right choice.
4: I'm Cameron Baby I ride for Monster Energy Graves Yamaha, and this is Speed City.
2: Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City.
3: Welcome back to Speed City. Yep, we're jamming along in our bedrooms. We're trying to keep the spirits up. We got Les Kaiser, Jonathan Green here. John Massengill is absent. He's absent without leave, but he is busy. He's doing, he's running the banking business. That's his part-time job. Uh, he'll be back, uh, I'm sure next week, but uh, we have on the line with us Hunter McElray. I hope you're still there Hunter, because I want to ask you, did you watch your fellow Kiwi, Scott McLaughlin wipe the floor with all the Americans?
5: Um, it's funny, you know, obviously Scott, he's been a supercars driver, obviously in Australia and no one really expected him to be as involved in Indy cars as he is right now. Um, I know Scott from a long way back. It's kind of a cool story. So he, his dad was my first ever sponsor in, that I ever had in racing. So on my go-kart, I used to have Scott McLaughlin racing on my side pods way before he was ever something, uh, well-known or won any supercars championships or anything like that so i know scott personally a long long time ago and the funny thing is is that the first ever simulator that i drove was his um at his house when i was i I think i'm gonna say like eight years old or nine years old and i remember i used to always go to his house and like beg him to let me drive a simulator because i thought it was so cool and uh, yeah, it's funny how things work out now. Obviously, he's racing simulator um, or racing on the simulator and esports right now against all the IndyCar guys with the, the issues that's going on with coronavirus and things like that. But on top of that, for him to be actually competing in IndyCar this year in, well, it was the month of May, the ADGP race, uh, which is now postponed to July, I think, on July 4th weekend. Um, so yeah, super funny, super small world. And it's cool to see him doing what he's doing.
4: So Hunter, uh, you know, we obviously know a few folks from Australia and New Zealand that are in the Indy world. Uh, how heavily watched and followed is the Indy series, including the other races under the uh, IndyCar series down in New Zealand and Australia?
5: I would say there's two answers to that. Um, my first answer is that it's nowhere near enough, nowhere near coveraged enough back home um, in New Zealand and Australia. Um, this year, Fox Sports, I, I believe they're coveraging a lot more of the races, which is definitely positive, positive. and IndyCar definitely is on the up, I think, with popularity worldwide and in America as well. Um, but on the other side of that, the fans that do know what's going on behind McLaughlin, uh, Will Power as well, obviously in, in Australia, and and Dixon, you know, even for me, because I'm the only Kiwi on the road to Indy, right? So there's no one else. There's a, there's a, there's one other Australian who, he's kind of on a partial deal in USF2000, but for me, you know, I'm the only Kiwi in the road to Indy, and the only other Kiwi in the whole open wheel American scene right now is Scott Dixon, and now Scotty McLaughlin too. But I've got a lot of support from people who are Dixon fans, um, and i so much support from just Kiwis in general watching me take everyone else on the world stage so that part of it is really really strong the guys who do know about racing and do support you um that's super super strong but i think in terms of mainstream uh support i don't or coverage i should say i don't think it's as much as it should be but from the sounds of it i think it's on the rise
3: Hunter we talked when we were doing TRS um over the over the new zealand summer you were back home we actually did a commentary with your father doing formula 4 that was pretty fun but just explain to our audience the importance for foreign foreigners coming to america to race because of the opportunity to gain those scholarships of which you've you've had one and you missed out narrowly on on the other one last year um but how important is the road to indy and the opportunity it gives you
5: it's amazing. You know, there's there's no other place in the world with racing anyway that I could say that I've won myself to this point. So in 2018, like I said, I so I won the Australian National Formula Championship, Championship, uh, which gave me the shootout ticket, and then I won the $200,000 Mads Road to Indy shootout, which gave me $200,000, obviously, US dollar, uh, currency and I could go to a team and that's basically about 75 to 60 60 to 75 percent of uh, budget for USF 2000 um depending on the team and for me you know it was everything got my foot in the door I got opportunity I was the man as a scholarship driver I could go to as many IMS races as I want as a Mazda guest and you know it was just such an amazing experience and for me, coming from what I did obviously in Formula Ford racing kind of on Shannon's Nationals events and a couple, of weeks, but not really on like a really big championship to going to IndyCar events, racing on the road to Indy under the same umbrella as them in front of IndyCar team bosses, being able to win in front of IndyCar team bosses and you know have the support of a factory racing brand, it's un- unreal. And all of this was from just winning a scholarship Um, so for me I I think there's nowhere else in the world that gives you this type of exposure from pure results and opportunity either so last year obviously like you said I just missed out on winning the championship uh, due to electrical failure I had but regardless of it if I did win it I would have won another I think just under $400,000 scholarship uh, US dollar so If I won that, it would have been over half a million dollars, United States dollar. And it would have been over a million dollars of my currency in Australia or New Zealand dollar in two years of just scholarship money. So it's unbelievable. You know, it gives guys like me who don't necessarily have the budget to just pay your way there. Like, you know, let's be honest. Most of the drivers, if not all of them, basically do. It's To have people like me who are kind of doing it off their own back and, you know, families are sacrificing everything and getting opportunities from these guys, companies like Guiltrap trap group and Doric New Zealand who are supporting back home and my backers who are taking a punt on me and believing in my dream. There's guys like me, but we're a lot less than basically, like I just said, the guys who can just afford to pay it and show up and drive. So it's one of these things where it gives us hope that if we can win, which for me, so the reason that I'm still here is because I've been able to, and and fight for those scholarships. We can get to IndyCar, um, and you know I I kind of draw a parallel to Formula One, right? If you win Formula Two, you don't get any money, and that's, I think it's stupid budgets to race in Formula Two, like over five million dollars euro, and towards ten million I've I've heard. So it's one of, for a top seat. So uh, it's one of these things where it's like. You know, what's the point if you're not going to and, you, and you're and you not guaranteed to even get the Formula One if you win in Formula Two. So it's one of these things where it's like for a guy like me. You can't justify that to companies. You know, you can't justify that to my backers in New Zealand and Australia that, you know, I'm going to race this. And then if I win, I might get a Formula One. It's like I'm going to America. I'm going to race to win this championship. And if I win, I get a million dollar prize money. from indy if i win Indy lights i get a million dollar prize money and i'm confirmed for the indy 500 and two other races at minimum so it's amazing what the road to indy does and uh yeah i'm happy to be part of it
3: yeah i mean that was well well explained uh hunter because i think it's important that people understand that johnny baker and his team on the road to indy doing a hell of a job um listen thanks for coming on the show hunter we'll be watching you get your rig together and uh, start e-racing, beat that uh, Dennis guy because he's won all the races so far. But um, thanks for coming on Speed City tonight. Um, We wish you well for the season. Stay safe and stay in touch with us. We'll take a short break here on Speed City. We'll be back with more and another interesting interview after this.
4: Take care, Hunter.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Elena Myers,
7: number 21, Moto America Superbike Rider for Team 21 Motorsport and McGraw Power Sports Racing. You're listening to Speed City Radio.
2: Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City.
3: Welcome back to Speed City. We are live across the nation and across the world as we all sit at home and wait. As Steve McQueen once said, life is just racing. Everything else before and after is waiting. And boy, do we know it now. No question about it. Um, But... We are where we are and we will keep going and we will keep broadcasting and we will keep trying to bring you some interviews because we've got a very interesting one now. Because on the line via Skype and on the phone, we have our good friend to the show, Tony Calderon, who's based here in Austin, and his partner, Rob Ferriot, um, who are doing a really interesting um, fund, if you will, for racing uh, realracingheroes.com uh welcome gentlemen um first of all tony um welcome back to speed city um how are you getting on first and foremost
8: Uh, thank you guys it's good to be back um well you know here stuck at home like everybody else here in austin but um i mean honestly things are good um trying to stay busy and working pretty hard with rob with this in this really cool uh um initiative that is uh, that rob decided to start uh, and uh, and i've been helping him with uh, this charity to help all of the motorsport uh, mechanics and fly-ins that are left with absolutely no way to get income right now so that's what has been keeping us busy and rob can tell you more about it but it's a very cool cause and uh, you know it, these are the guys that really put on the show you know it's, it's not the drivers it's not the team owners it's really the mechanics that really you know get, get us all at racing so um it's something we'll be working on quite 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 hard
6: go ahead rob tell us a little bit more yeah i mean actually it's a good good dovetail from uh, your last guest you know it's talking about just the, the amount of funds that the that, that folks spend to go racing and and more particularly how it's a lot easier for guys that, that, and girls that, that that have the funds to go racing and so sports car racing is not not all that different um, you know, and if, if you've been around Tony long enough, you, you certainly know about the Gentleman Driver movie and the the, the background behind that. And so myself, you know, starting out as a gentleman driver, um, you know, it's a, started out as a hobby and, and it's kind of transitioned into more. But once the, the coronavirus shutdown happened back early in March, you know, I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, you know, this, it, it kind of sucks for me. And, you know, I won't get to go racing for a while, and means I have to spend more time at home. But for a lot of the guys and girls that, that you see around the paddock, you know, the, not being able to go racing is not just a, a bummer for them. It's It means that they don't get a paycheck until, you know, until this thing kind of lifts and we get back to the track. And, you know, it, it kind of hit really close to home. I've got my own team that, that runs in uh, IMSA's Michelin Pilot Cup Challenge and I had a number of guys on the team that, You know, they're just just kind of dead in the water as far as income. So, we, you know, we made some arrangements internal to the team to try to get those guys taken care of. And I started thinking about the other teams out there and uh, got with Tony. And, you know, we had just stood up um, a a sister business to the team, Hardpoint Outfitters, that does some branding and activation for, for drivers. And we essentially just pivoted that. To uh, produce a line of apparel and merchandise that, that uses this "flatten the curve" kind of phrase that everybody has to live by now, and then just kind of blossom from there. You know, we sell a bunch of T-shirts, funnel some money into a fund to to help guys and girls that are out of work, and then we stood up a, a GoFundMe to pull in some donations. And then uh, just just recently over the weekend, you know, a couple checks came in the mail from from private donations. So it's been pretty pretty neat.
4: That's fantastic. I was talking to uh, someone here as well. It's like, there's only so much we can do. Okay. We've prepped the car, but we don't yet know which track we're going to next. So we don't spend any time doing that. And and so he's done getting paid by his team. And so uh, understandable. And, you know, let me just say, thanks to both of you guys, obviously you are great organizers with us and helping out the folks that uh, don't get the thrill of being behind the wheel. how else can we help? We're going to put out the website and those kind of things. Uh, what are you doing with this and how does the money get distributed?
6: So what we're doing is a good question for Tony in terms of the social media and then talking to folks like yourself as well as guys in the uh, in print media. But as far as how the funds get distributed, uh, at realracingheroes.com uh, just as of Friday, we now have a an application link for folks to to go in and, and essentially apply to be a part of the fund and to benefit from the fund in the form of a grant. And then those applications come in to, to myself and Tony, and we have uh, one other director uh, on the on the charity, uh, Randy Hembery, and we'll go through them. And you know, essentially, we just want to make sure that folks are, are coming in coming into the, the the program from from one of the paddocks here here in the states, and then. That's that's essentially the, the only bar to, to meet. Um the big thing for us is we can only service so many folks that, that funding will allow. So the more you know, the more funds we can raise, the you know, the more of these guys and girls we can we can go out and help.
3: You know, it's so good to hear these sorts of stories in this time and i think the motor racing world has actually stepped up and we we will start to cover this more often but this is a good starting point um because it is a forgotten um group of people um the mechanics and i'm glad you're 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 putting the spotlight them but i'm also proud the way motor racing is spotting is stepping up with innovating and you know triple eight in australia building some ventilators formula one teams all getting together and doing the same working with the nhs and the uk so are you getting the feeling that rob yep do you get the feeling we are all stepping up
6: i think so i think so um you know i was echo your comments on on what a lot of the other big teams are doing especially out in formula one um i think everybody is is stepping up in their own way in their own space and what they can what they can manage um one of the things that that i realized very early on when when i came into professional motor racing is that it's it's its own microcosm of 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 community and people and teams and i have a you know I, i have a soapbox i get on to talk about the race economy but Everyone inside of that race economy is, is is like one big family. You know, we're all competitors, and you know, we work for another team or we race against this team. But it's all one one big family, and I think uh, it, it's been really neat to see the way that the, the motorsport community has, has come together and tried to help uh, in, in whatever way they can. You know, I, I recently saw last week um, there's some drivers that got together and put up some some signed memorabilia and that you know the funds that get raised through that are going to go into a a charity for the broader um, kind of philanthropic community that's that's trying to address uh, the coronavirus uh, situation
3: well Guys, thank you so much for coming on, Tony. Um, I'll leave the last word to you because you're st- you're a busy man. Uh, Austin-based, we've known Tony for a long time, but he's been part of Speed Group. He uh, helps manage drivers. Um, this is an, a new um, prerogative for you, but um, yeah, what's your what's your take on on how the motor racing world is dealing with this, including what you're doing w- with um, the mechanics?
8: Well, I think, like Rob said, you know, it's it's one big family. It's uh, the family's hurting right now, so we all we all have to step up. Um, it's pretty cool to see. We uh, another cool story from from the U.S. is uh, Core Autosport, the, their parent company, uh, Composite Resources. They uh, they're one of the big IMSA teams. They they're helping build uh, some protective equipment, I, uh, I believe. So that, that was a pretty cool story to see as well. Um, and yeah, on our side, you know, we're just uh, I know there's some drivers listening right now, and we're going to start really. Uh, hitting a lot of drivers starting this week to really help us spread the word on social media about uh, real racing heroes. Not just to spread the word, but also, you know, to tell the stories about, you know, when these crews were the real heroes. Uh, we already have some cool ones out there uh, that you guys can see just uh, by searching the hashtag real racing heroes. And, you know, and uh, Rob had a great point, you know. Uh, really, uh, you know, there's a lot of gentleman drivers out there. If every single gentleman driver out there would just help donate the cost of one set of tires that they're not using right now, that could probably get us a long way to helping a significant portion of the crews that are, uh, not working right now. So, you know, we, it's really time to step up, you know, the, uh, our family needs our help and, 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 uh, it's, it's really time to show them, to show these guys, uh, that we care about them. Like, uh, like Rob said, you know, there's the, the first one, first one's in and last one's out. So um, without them, we wouldn't be here. So let's help them out.
3: Hey, Tony, this is a great idea. And I couldn't agree more. Like you say, it really is nothing perhaps to to some racing drivers to to, to buy a set of wheels, set of tires. And that's what they would be doing now. And they're not doing it. So great, guys, um, Racing Heroes, uh, realracingheroes.com. Have a look at the fund. If you can contribute, great. My thanks to Tony Calderon and Rob. Very old for coming on Speed City tonight. Best of luck, guys. Keep us informed. Come on anytime uh, and let us know how you're getting on. Uh, but thanks for coming on tonight.
4: Thanks, thanks guys. guys. All right. Take care. All right, we'll, t-
3: we'll take a short break here on Speed City. Stay with us. We've got more local news coming up with Les after this. Stay with us here on Speed City.
0: talk 1370
6: hi i'm will hardiman driver of number 19 wpd more speed porsche 991 cup car and you're listening to speed city
2: welcome back to the fastest hour in radio speed city
3: Welcome back to Speed City here on a Sunday night, Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser and that was Will Hardiman, a local driver. somewhat appropriate because there's plenty of local news going on as well. Les, what's happening?
4: Hey, you're right. That's a great lead on. Uh, Will's had a change of teams in his operating state, but uh, spoke to him a little while back. He's anxious to get back on the track as well. More speed that was also mentioned just then is actually still operational if uh if you've never been to Moore speeds facility it's a giant facility there's a lot of space they're able to keep proper distancing between their mechanics and specialists, and able to keep things going so you probably need you probably have some service coming up on your car bring it on over first call and make an appointment with the crew they'll make sure they have space and that technician's available they'll get you in they're handling all the safety precautions needed to uh, keep your car sanitary and free from concerns about the virus so make an appointment they're still in there there's no storefront access nothing like that but they're working appointments it's working out very well for them so uh give those guys a call uh, somebody else operating very much the same way ducati austin one of our favorite bike groups the uh the dealership is closed so nobody is joining in uh, and walking into the dealership, they are getting appointments. They're pick up and deliveries. How? They're actually delivering some of the new cool bikes already that are coming in. I was messaging with Vito and Kathy yesterday, and uh, they're assembling new bikes that are coming in, buyers that have already bought them, buyers that are wanting to buy them, that are st- drooling at the windows, uh, they're delivering those bikes. We heard uh, Winding Road Racing as well has closed the retail center at all of their locations. What they are doing is through the website, windingroadracing.com, you can still order those same pieces of equipment. They've got folks to talk to you, things like that. So your equipment is still available, can deliver. You know, uh, here I am in the garage. I'll tell you, it wasn't this clean two weeks ago. It's cleaned up and it's all set. But, uh, you know, I've got some projects I'm doing. I'm mail-ordering stuff, getting them in. A lot of mail-order houses are still open. So uh, realize that as well keep it up one in a million man uh win a battle on my stomach and that's for sure one in a million i picked up a couple of times from curbside delivery where i go over i call in the order i drive by you get it and you're gone no going inside nothing like that it's really a great uh great opportunity to keep supporting these businesses and uh keeping things rolling as well it's just a great way to, to keep everything going so motivation ducati austin circle brewing you're gonna get thirsty all this time. Curbside delivery, they uh, give them a ring, find out when their curbside hours are. You can drive by and pick up some fresh craft brew. You don't have to get or battle those grocery stores for the swill on the shelf. Go see Circle Brewing and pick that up. It's, it's in stock in my fridge. So uh, anyway, you know, please remember our advertisers of the Speed City family, we really appreciate their work. We wanna keep them going and uh everybody's just doing everything we can to try to keep life normal where we can and safe so uh thanks to all those folks
3: yeah great stuff les it sounds like you dialed in you you got it all dialed in you know what to eat you know what to drink you got it all covered all good stuff.
4: we call it the poor house garage and social club
3: i, I see Now, listen, before we go tonight, I want to introduce you to another driver uh, and an interesting one, too. I spoke to him earlier because he's in Sweden at the moment. He's from Sweden. uh, And as you know, with Marcus Ericsson and um, Felix Rosenquist literally tearing up IndyCar at the moment, we have an F3 driver by the name of Linus Lundquist who's from Sweden and has recently, two years ago, won the British Formula 3. He was in Euro Formula last year, but he's coming to America quite literally, and I spoke to him a few minutes ago before the show. Okay, Speed City fans, I'm delighted to welcome a new face to Speed City, but an up-and-coming driver that we need to know about because he's coming to America. Like Eddie Murphy, but I don't know if he's as funny. But anyway, he's another one of the Swedish Invasion. As though we didn't have enough really, really good Swedish drivers, we've got another one on the way up and he's coming in to Formula 3 in the Americas or FR3, I think it's called now. But anyway, it doesn't matter. His name is Linus Lundqvist from Sweden and we're calling him to his home in Sweden. Uh, first and foremost, how, how are you getting on in Sweden? How's the country with what's going on, Linus?
7: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's great to be here, and like you say, um, as I think everyone, we're stuck stuck in the country that we are in. Um, and actually, Sweden isn't too bad. Um, luckily, it will stay that way. But you know, unfortunately, everything has been put on hold. Sports events, activities, and including our championship now, obviously. Um, and there was actually a bit of a funny story because I actually went to america to start off with um and then i landed in san francisco because we were testing there to start off with and then 12 hours 12 hours after i landed uh, my team boss called me up and said everything has been canceled so yeah i spent two days in san francisco and then i flew back to sweden again because everything was canceled so yeah a bit of an unlucky timing there but it is what it is
3: well, listen, Linus, I'm excited to talk to you because you were on the verge of coming to America to race here in Formula 3. So tell me about that decision and tell uh, our audience what you've been up to because you've already won the British Championship, one of the most prestigious in Formula 3.
7: Yeah, you're right. And um, obviously that was in 2018. And last season in 2019, I raced in the Euro Formula Open Championship, which um, it was a, a good year. We, we finished fifth in the championship, obviously not where we wanted. and the the aim and the target was to progress towards the FIA F3 um and after that obviously look into FIA F2 but you know the the budget and the financial side of making that possible with a good team was just bit bit too much for uh, for us and we started to look at other options and because my goal is to make it as a professional racing driver as most drivers have um, and I, I needed to realize where can, where is the a genuine possibility to me, for, um, to find a ladder way up. And obviously we started to look across, uh, both, both towards Japan, um, and then obviously America, because I think I've always had a bit, a bit of a keen eye towards America. And then especially with Marcus and Felix last season in IndyCar, it brought a lot of attention to it. So yeah, then, uh, the, uh. The opportunity um, arose with, uh, with Global to do the uh, the championship in the F3 regional uh, Americas now. And obviously, I will say one of the main factors of doing it is the uh, the Honda scholarship that they announced a couple of uh, weeks ago, well, a couple of months ago now. So, yeah, um, it was a very long winter. Um, but, yeah, I'm super happy and super thankful for all my supporters, sponsors, and especially a big thank you to, to Global for, for making it happen.
3: Let's talk about that scholarship because Honda have almost shaken the world of motorsport here in the States, offering effectively, mm. I believe, up to a million dollars to go Indy uh, Lights racing or having enough budget to go to a Honda team in Indy Lights. Is that the case?
7: Yeah, that's correct. Um, I mean, obviously, to start off with, it was, they said just that, that, you know, the the winner of the championship is going to get a fully funded drive in the, in the Lights championship and I think obviously it's paranormal normal that they don't maybe set a price for that because we don't know what that would be, but that is essentially what it is. And then obviously when you start to look around, what you know, if you want to do an endolysis, you know that that's the cost of it. So yeah, it's it's a great opportunity from Honda and a great initiative, and you know hopefully we can uh, we can be in that spot in uh, maybe a year's time.
3: Well, I'm sure you're well aware, Dakota Dickerson and Carl Kirkwood. Uh, former winners of the f3 have you done much research into who your competition is and how tough it will be compared to what you've already done
7: um i've tried to do a little bit obviously there haven't been that many drivers announced and there isn't like an official um uh, entry list per se yet um but obviously i've started to to look around and you know try to see which drivers i'm up against and um i think there will be a new challenge for me personally and Obviously, you try to get a bit of information about the opponents, but mostly I'm just trying to get as you know as well prepared as I possibly can because it's going to be a a bit of a different step towards you know moving towards America and it, well it's a different car, different tires, different tracks. So yeah, I'm just trying to uh, come as uh, as prepared as I can.
3: Now at twenty, I'm sure you are in the gaming revolution or at least on the sim revolution for your career. Um, how much do you do? Are you going to take part in any events? Um, what's the plan now you're stuck in Sweden? <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, I think um, as everyone has seen, sim racing has just blown up recently, especially with you know professional drivers or real racing drivers per se that um, that trying to spend their time like that, and 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 it is a good tool. And I haven't really got my own sim rig at home, um, but I've uh, I've actually been helped out a bit by this Sweden national team that's got a sim rig here in Stockholm, in which where I live, which is very uh, very good for me. Uh, so now that I've been spending a bit of time here uh, back home, I've been trying to use it almost every day, and I'm actually uh, participating in the first um, well the third round, I said of the F3 regional Americas, um, even well, iRacing events, uh, that they're going to host on um, Tuesday night, I believe it is. So, yeah, that's going to be my first ever uh, real uh, sim race. So, so I'm looking forward to that.
3: i got to ask the question, what's the rig? What's the setup?
7: I, I'll i actually send you a picture. Okay, it's good. Huge. Like, it's so impressive. Um, it's one of the best ones that I've seen
3: what is the national team because i i looked down the list in your on your website you've got the list of of, of all the swedish drivers and of course you know Rosenquist. and all these people are on it uh and yep. some big names so what is that what do you do with that national team
7: um i mean it's a bit difficult because like you say there're big names on it and everybody's you know around the globe competing most of the time so it's quite difficult to get everybody together in the same room and maybe host like a like activities and etc around it but they try to get us together as much as they can and then we we speak and try to help out each other in different ways if there's any connections or any you know experiences that we can share on to others and the same goes for me maybe helping some of the juniors in cardings etc so they try to stick it a bit together and help out as much as we can but obviously it is difficult because it is a very tough sport in that sense because everyone is an individualist in that sense that every path is different but we try to help out as much as we can
3: what's your plan then i mean obviously
7: so that was uh,
3: linus lindquist and lundquist excuse me uh from sweden from stockholm in sweden um, and you can go to our soundcloud and speedcaster at speedcaster on twitter and we'll be putting more of that interview out and the longer version of it but um Les, interesting how huh? we got the, the foreigners really like get, getting into this road to Indy and also but, uh, getting a chance to do F3 and F4.
4: That's true. And, you know, it's one of the things, you know, having grown up here, you know, watching the Indy 500 each year and a few of the other races, sitting with my dad and, and particularly they point out who the Texans were. But it's neat to, uh, and honestly, up until not all that long ago, you know, a decade ago, I didn't think really think of it too much as an international race and so uh, i love that it actually is so uh so really good well listen
3: lads, thank you for uh coming on tonight uh stay safe yourself i'll be trying to do the same here uh thanks for watching everyone thanks for listening here to speed city my thanks to first of all hunter mcelray uh to tony calderon and to rob farriol and there very 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 good thing for mechanics go to the go fund i just want to say a quick shout out to our good friend bob Varsha, who's going through some troubles right now he has just contracted the coronavirus and uh, there is a go fund on an illness he was having already so if you do want to reach out to bob Varsha, please do so but that's it for tonight my thanks to les kaiser i'm jonathan green happy trails folks
5: Hell yeah you